episode 10 with the homies Eric and Mario of Chan. We have a real chill talk about some cool stuff, including the new album. Check out their music on the Players Pick Podcast playlist on Spotify. Chan is an acronym oh. for the most common elements in life. And real, the- real nerdy. Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. Dude, <laughs> just, my mind's blown now. I know it's funny when that happens because like people think that like we're smarter than we are for thinking of that name, but really it was just on in the background, like on TV on the Science Channel. Really, while we were practicing, and yeah. we needed a name, and we were like, "Let's just name it Chon." Yeah, we needed. A Let's name just steal that for our <laughs> that first acronym. show. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, because like they were making a flyer for the show, and we didn't have a name yet. <laughs> and so we heard that. We're like, "All right, let's just choose that." Now it's written in stone. Yeah, it's funny. It is. People are like, oh my god, Chan is life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chan like, is yeah. life for a lot of people, right. man. I don't blame them. It's, uh, it's, you're one of the few bands. I remember when I really first, like, kind of started to, like, get it. Because I heard, I listened to it online. I was listening to streams. I got CD or something. But it wasn't till I saw you guys in LA with Yvette. Uh, I think it was one of the first times I actually came down and gave you guys some pics or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I saw you guys play, and I was like, and the crowd was like singing the not lyrics, <laughs> like singing the melody, singing like the along riffs, with, yeah, yeah singing yeah. the riffs. And I was like, Super cool. this is not regular. Like, I don't, th- I don't think Joe Satriani has this. <laughs> like, you know, like, like when I, when it's, you guys have helped change instrumental music. You and Polyphia, a lot of the new, there's a whole new yeah. school of, of interesting players. True. Yeah. That, um, like the crowd singing along to riffs, so sick. Yeah. Uh, Did you anticipate anything like that? Um, I mean, well, we always, like, one of our philosophies with writing riffs and music in general is to kind of make it singable. Mm. So, to us, like, we like singing the parts. Like, if we can sing it, then it's a good part. And so, I, I guess it translates, which is cool. Yeah. We, we never knew, like, the crowds would sing along. Like, the first time that happened, it, like, blew our minds. We were like, holy <laughs> shit. I was, like, about to cry or something. I was like, what the... I think I'd be super hyped, yeah. Yeah, you'd be super hyped, yeah. That's the... That, and that's kind of, like, when I try to describe this band to somebody that just might, might know or might want, you know, wants to get a, an understanding. I'm just like, dude, this is what happens at, at a live show when you go to see Chan. It's like, people are, A, they're super hyped about... The music and there's only like like a song or two with vocals and and they they know how to sing the melodies and like they're super into it like it's still it's a hyped like yeah, energy it's, yeah a lot, a lot of energy which is fun that's how we like shows like we've always loved you know high energy shows even though our music is chill like the drums are going crazy and the guitars are going sure. crazy so like crowds do the same thing they go crazy yeah you know? Do you find that you have like a? Uh, do you attract like a, a a chill fan base too? Like like yeah. in that way, like because of who and how you are in the world? Or I think so. Yeah, like all of our fans, like they somehow end up being into the same shit. Like that, like I don't know. We post about our interests online and shit, like Super Smash Bros. and video games and whatever, and. For whatever reason, like, 
we end up attracting like fans that are into the same things. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Well, like attracts like, I guess, in some ways, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll get, I'll get right into this, uh, this little question here. I'm interested, I'm asking all my favorite players and stuff, uh, and, and bands like about their pick origin stories like where what was the the early remem- memories for you you know um, of a guitar pick and like how has that you know transformed to the years um my first guitar pick was probably like one of the fender ones that came oh, with yeah. the, the squire those really floppy set. ones yeah, yeah celluloid yeah, like one. There. Oh shit! Yeah, that oh, right exactly there. on the wall. The, except not the heavy version. Of yeah, that. not the heavy version. The yeah. like the extra ones. light. Yeah, yeah. extra light. light. Yeah, yeah, flung out of your hands. Same here. And I never really, I could never get used to them. Yeah, and then I, I switched to these. I think they're called like Clayton. Yeah. Picks. Yeah. Kind like, of milky white ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I switched to those for a little bit, but they kept uh, breaking on me. So like. Yeah, that was the thing about all those picks. They just yeah. kept breaking. And then I met Mario, and then he was using, like, heavy picks, which I never used before. Okay. I, I was always, like, medium or medium light. And then uh, these sharps, like, are, like, a, a like really good for our tone, you know? Like, tone and our playing style mm-hmm. for some reason. Who, where, where did you what was your first like did you get your first like those flimsy guitar picks you get them from somebody or was that like from a guitar teacher or? yeah I think like everyone that we were around just used those really you know, like just the basic picks yeah like I remember I had like my girlfriend's dad used those and I was like okay I guess those are just guitar picks mm-hmm. <laughs> just those ones and then uh pretty sure our first guitar teacher showed us like the dun like the purple Dunlops, but not the sharp ones. Yeah, the, just the Tortex ones. Yep. And we were like, oh shit, this like playing fast and stuff is way easier with these. Like, they don't bend or break. And then we somehow moved on to the sharp ones. We've been using these for a long time. Like, I don't know when did we get into these? Like, when I was like fourteen or something. Yeah. Yeah. Long, long time seriously a long time like, so that'd be 12 years for me and as soon as we we started playing these it was the only pick we used sick <laughs> ever since then yeah it's kind of crazy do you remember how you found those or I, where I don't yeah probably our guitar teacher or something cause he showed us thick thicker picks cause he was like he, he was like into shredding and stuff okay yeah. that's why I asked uh Chon, or, uh, the, the Polyphia boys cause they they were my first podcast right and they nice. uh, I was asking Tim, I'm like, so how did you get to the purple, you know? He's like, dude, I I don't know. I think it might have been Mario. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe it was oh, you. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not me, man. Like, you were playing these things when I met you, so. Yeah, they're, when I met them, they were playing, like, the, the jazz ones. Yeah. Yeah, the okay. little jazz ones. I think, I think maybe we did show him these. Because that would make sense. And it was interesting to me that his one of his main reasonings for loving it was that he was able to get more distance yeah. from the strings for hybrid picking. Yep. Do you find that that's a similar... Yeah, hybrid yeah. picking. Really? So that so this pick is like, because you can get out and away, and it's so, it's so precise with yeah. the tip, right? Way, super precise. Like, like on our pick, it says plus 10 precision. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, super precise and like, 
Yeah, I feel like every shred type technique that we use is just easier with a sharp end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like raking sounds really nice, like into yeah. a bend. Yeah. Yeah, it's it definitely a, part of the tone. Yeah, part of what you you guys are up to, you're using very little like dirt, mm -hmm. and so like it's a lot of clean. Yeah, uh, and, you and kinda, we play hard too. Yeah, we play really hard. So like, we can't really use flimsy picks because they break on us, or they just bend and then they feel weird, you know, because they're all just bent. Right, that's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Now there's, it was like you used uh, the the standard ones, and it was like purple like standard there actually we i think i think we like slowly went up we started maybe on green oh okay okay and then like we were, and then like that kind of bent a little bit and we we're like oh, maybe we should try the blue ones all and right then like yeah we, we just stopped at purple that was like, like that's perfect for us yeah. yeah it's good color too yeah sick color also yeah. yeah and how long have you guys been playing together then you said you since you were yeah. like 14 like yeah i met him when i was 13 and like it's kind of a funny story how he met like my band at the time needed another guitar player and so my friend was like yo you gotta meet my friend eric he shreds just like you like you guys would make a sick band and so he introduced us to eric and then literally the the day we met eric uh like stayed the night at my house and joined the band and like we we had like a month of practice like every day whoa like right after he right after we met it's, it's really funny like instant best friends yeah pretty much like it. like we uh we did we like did all the same shit like i remember we uh we had a skate session the first day and like we knew all the same tricks uh that's a way of <laughs> bond right there yeah i was like what the hell no one else knows these tricks like you know do you do a nolly the dark side all the way <laughs> what no yeah. it's like that's sick and so yeah we we immediately like started playing music together. You kind of in the same like neighborhood. You're in San Diego, right? Yeah. Like, so are you in the same like hood or like same area or where? Yeah, originally? yeah. We were. Yeah, we were. In Oceanside, like north San okay. Diego. Yeah, that's cool. And you're and you're still still living there. Still bands based out of there. And... Uh, not he's not living there anymore. I still am, but yeah, it's pretty much based out of there. Like everything we do is there. Like we have a home studio there at my place. Mm -hmm. That's where we're recording the next album. Cool. So like he comes down all the time. I heard there might be somebody cool working on the mix. I don't know. Oh you yeah, you anything. heard about that? Yeah, <laughs> that was at his yeah. house. But sick. I don't know if you're gonna. Yeah, we can say it. Javier Reyes, right? Yeah, Animals. yeah. Like he's working on that. I, yeah. I'm super excited about that with you guys. Yeah, same. It's really cool. He's he's a freaking homie. So I love working with homies when it comes to music and just everything really especially with the if when it's somebody just gets you like that's yeah. what homies he are right it. like yeah you, you know like no dude i know i hear what you're up to yeah and i want to i want to like just help you out in this way and put it here right in this yeah. spot you know that's huge because like i don't know we've had a lot of problems like before where the engineer didn't understand what we were going for mm -hmm. and then it's like I don't know. Like when you're not on the same page with someone, it's like especially with music, it's it's hard to like get to the final product that you want. You know? Totally. So Javier, he knows. He knows what's up. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. 
I, just, I, I, I recently have, I'm, I'm in the process of uh, putting together some, some new music finally too, and I have like nice. with a producer friend of mine, Drew. Drew, I don't know if you know him at all, but he's from Florida. Like went to Berkeley, and I met him when he's in New York, and he's like just got this great kind of clash of styles that he's really good at all of them like he's a great bass player that can do like what's cool like pino paladino like d'angelo type of stuff but he's also very much into dubstep and nice and i was like oh man i want you to help produce like some songs for me you know like it's it's, cool and we we had recently had a writing session it's like dude i want to hang out with you all the time now like because like that is that that element of like he i just told you the things that i wanted and you you totally just pulled them right out. I know, like, that's right? great. Yeah. I love when that happens. Cause I'm like, I'm like, oh, I know I'm playing some metal riffs here, but I've been listening to the new Brockhampton a lot. Like, listen, yeah. let's go listen to sounds from the Brockhampton and like, and he's like, dude, I got, I got all those sounds. I'm like, ah, this makes nice. it so happy, you know? Yeah, that's good to work with good people like that. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you get each other creatively. Yeah, like, it's so easy to make cool stuff. I don't know. I love collaborating. And so speaking of collaboration, I know you don't. You have a. Are you both putting out a guitar with Ibanez this year? Yeah. Is that the deal? Is that is I that one of the you. final yeah. ones right That's there? Eric's. Yeah. That's sick. What are the pickups in that? Um, you should bring it over. Yeah. It has like a really cool color to it that you can only see in the light. Oh, the Seymour oh. Duncan Hyperion pickup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that it was green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. I love just the single coil too, the hum single. Yeah. Can I take a look? Yeah. Is this a, uh, is this a split here? Yeah. Guitar picks. We'll never find them again. I know, dude, they're into the void. It's a nice neck joint too. It's like a baked maple all the way around. Yep. Those new AZs are so sick. They have stepped up their game. So cool. I mean, the game's always been high. So it's like, to say step up is kind of a, a misnomer. <laughs> That's some new shit for Ibanez. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so yours is going to be similar, but or do you settle on, on the pickup? I mean, you must have already um, settled down. Yeah, I have... Uh, humbucker and two singles. Hum single, single. Yeah. And those Seymour Duncans too? Or? Yeah, same ones. And I have like a uh, different look, like different. I'll show it to you later. Okay. It's lavender though. It's cool. Nice. Yeah. A good contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that'll be sick. That's a great collab. That's a good collab. You guys have been using Rock and Ibanez for a long time now too. Yeah. Right? Before the before the AZs, what what model was it that you guys were using? Um, bunch of different ones. RG, the S. Is there a Talman? Talman, that Talman. one's sick. Yeah, that's what I thought I remembered. That one's super sick. People don't know how sick that guitar is. Yvette's got one of those. Yeah, too. yeah, she does. She's she has a cool one. one. Yeah, talk about a cool person. I think everybody, I know everybody I know right now is like, yeah, I've been. Yvette's cool. Like, yeah, welcome to the club. We're all, we all thinking Yvette's cool. I was, when I was asked the, the Polyphia kids to, uh, to shout somebody out, they're like, Yvette, she was on tour with them, you know? Nice. Deal, but, um, yeah, so the, the, other, the other part I, I, I really am interested in, too, is knowing, like, 
from my favorite players like who like what's your what's your way of getting around in the world like as far as your inspiration and your motivation how do you keep doing like what do you what you're doing mm-hmm. if you can share anything any type of insight yeah for me I think uh, one of my main motivations is to create like I just love making music mm. and anything really but music's my main thing yeah like loving what you do is a big like reason yeah yeah <laughs> like that's I was I've been thinking about that lately every time we like start working on an album I, I like start thinking about shit like that like what am I what am I going for like what am I even doing like why am I making an album mm. and yeah I pretty much just came to the conclusion that I I want to just make some new cool shit like for whatever reason whenever we do that I just feel like fulfilled mm. I'd I'd probably um I'd compare it to like how bees just like make pollen they don't mm-hmm. think about it like they just do yeah, it it's just it's, it's just what they do it's that's like just what <laughs> I do you know that's a good answer yeah. I mean that's a good way to look at it in general uh because it's uh there's less intellectualism around it right and you're just I don't know this is who I am and this is yeah what I do mm-hmm. it's just like yeah just a feeling of fulfillment and you, I just know that's like the right thing to do you know yeah and so that's it's part of the soul now yeah do you have do, you, do you, either of you guys have like a routine like a daily routine that like yeah, keeps definitely. you um right now we're working on an album so we've had we've had a pretty strict routine actually just wake up wake up and make coffee every single morning (laughs) and of course eric comes over and we write for like six hours monday through friday damn yeah that is a real routine yeah we we figured it's it's about time to like make a real routine wow it's our first time we've done that. We've been doing that for, like, um, since this summer. Probably, like, August-ish. August, September. That's when we started doing it. I mean, it's it's working out really well, too. Yeah. The material we're, we're getting is pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's... Cool. We're stoked on the music. And do, you, how was your, do you take breaks during the day? Yeah. Do you, or, like, like uh, do you... Do you go like go skate for a little bit and then come back or like? Well, I quit skating because I broke my arm doing it. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that (laughs) if I'm gonna play guitar. No, it's kind of got shoes. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, we like so when we first started doing it, we were doing like four or five hours, and then we would just be burnt out. Like we'd do four or five hours in a row of of, like writing, and our brains would just be done for the day. Mm -hmm. So. We figured out if we do three hours, then stop and play video games for like an hour or something, <laughs> and then like go back for another three hours, like it's way more productive. Mm. Just putting space in there, letting yeah. it breathe. You got to do that. Coming back. Otherwise, you won't have perspective on it. You know. Yeah. You lose perspective after hearing the same thing over and over. Right. You get like in fatigue. Yeah. At some point, right. Then after a break, you'll hear the same thing that you were doing. You'll be like, oh, I could maybe change this note or, like, do this to the riff and make it way cooler or whatever, you know? Do you feel like it's, uh, that you end up thinking about, like, the questioning, like, why you do it 
so much like because it you're back into kind of challenge mode to like come yeah. up with it is it part of that it is simulation that's, there? that's why I, yeah that's why i started thinking about it because i don't know um i feel like you know putting out an album like is a big thing i don't want to just do it just because we're on a record contract or something you know what i mean mm, like it yeah. has to mean something it's it's like a milestone for for anyone you know yeah so i try to we tried to like get to the core of why and what i'm trying to do you know yeah let's well, that is the rub now i mean like as soon as you have any amount of success and then there's expectation around follow-up yeah and it's the, the, then there's that just by itself but then you guys are, have for a while now have been in a, a record situation where like you you actually have backing and you have people expect expecting due date yep. to some degree tell us how when it's going to be done and what we can expect right and then that's where i was just talking about with another friend the other day it's like you know what as soon as the money thing comes in it's like you, you, you'd want to it's messed up because you'll at some point you'll think about making decisions based on the money yep and maybe you will make a few of them to kind of see how that works and how it feels right mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then uh and then my buddy was like uh yeah then i just i realized that the very best thing i could do was just be myself and do the things that i really am in line with and because because your fans will ask you for this or your you know your record label will ask you for that but but how you know how how do you come back to that feeling of like okay what makes us fall back in love with it yeah dude that's a lot of it because like when you're deep into you know the cycle of writing an album putting it out touring you lose sight of that a little bit Mm. you know especially Mm -hmm. when you're touring a lot and not being able to like sit and write music like you lose sight of all that stuff like why why you want to do it like what your end goal is and stuff like that it's easy to forget so you gotta just like keep thinking about it because you know that changes over time too people's goals and you know what you want to accomplish you know so you feel like you feel like figure it out every once in a while do you feel like the, the the touring aspect of it kind of is the more even more challenging more grinding in a way like because you say you kind of forget about the the love part of it in a way like i mean even though i know you love being on stage i'm sure too yeah like there's that it's a different thing though. yeah different thing it's hard it, yeah it's hard in a different way like it's hard because i don't know like it creeps up on you hmm. like you'll because you, you'll go, like, a month or something without making anything, without writing anything new. And then after that month, like, you have a little void, like, in your soul because you haven't made anything. Mm. Uh, we do, at least. And, and like, you know, and then you won't be as good at writing music. Like, you'll try to write a riff and then it'll kind of suck. <laughs> and you'll be like, fuck, like, I suck at writing music now. And then you go on another tour, and then you go even deep into not writing as good as when you're, like, writing every day, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's just part of the process. Sure. You're not... Of course, if you're, like, deep into doing something every single day, you're going to get into a groove and get way better at it. 
but yeah, that's the hard part about touring. I guess that's, that's no matter what you're doing, right? What, what you're speaking at, to me uh, kind of says that like when we put our focus here, and I put all my focus here on the live show and getting to the shows on the tour and being the guy I need to be yeah. for that. I, I the the skills kind of go dormant a little bit and you, uh, mm -hmm. in, in other areas, and then you let that fall away, and then all the attention goes to the writing process and I, I bet you probably don't notice it as much but but like until you go back to play a show and you're like oh we're rusty as a as a live band right now oh jesus we've been writing for yeah you know it's, it's probably the other straight up end of it huh? <laughs> yeah it's a weird like back and forth thing but i mean like at the end of the day like we do it so much that maybe if we're rusty like only we would notice Mm. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's good. So it's a good place to be. You gotta like do it enough to where that happens. Well, that's good advice right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, make your rusty shows still really great. Yeah. <laughs> so, practice practice uh, six six hours a day writing. Same with riffs too. Like, make your shitty riffs like good. You know, still. Yeah, polish the turd. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, that's a good that. Dude, polish the turd. That's it. Like, <laughs> sometimes you'll make a riff and it'll be shitty, but that doesn't mean you stop right there. Like, you no. have to keep going. That just means you have to keep going till it's good. It's you funny. Know? I was working with this producer the other a uh, couple, couple weeks ago. I, I came in with this one one riff, and I'm like, oh, I really think this is cool. And I like playing odd stuff, but he's like, oh, I really don't think much outside of four four. So just kind of just dumb it down or dial it back. You know, like just I want to like keep it in this round I'm like okay cool and then like I, he took this one riff I thought was cool because it was a little flashy and then he's like oh, no no take take that part out no no like just do the main the main thing okay and then finally it got dialed back and I was like wow I was just like how much I I took out of it made how it how much better it got you know like, yeah sometimes yeah sometimes the riffs are like that Right, like, like that's the less is more thing, I think. Right, or yeah, it's hard to like. Sometimes you need someone else to tell you that, you know. Yeah, I always need somebody else. Like, Dude, to, that, like <laughs> that's the cheat code with me and Eric. Like, sometimes I'll be the one like telling him, "No, we take that out. Trust me. Like, let's do this instead." And then he'll do the same thing to me. And yeah, like, like it's put this part over here or something. Yeah, it's stuff that we wouldn't have thought of on our own. So. Yeah, sometimes you just need someone else's perspective. Yeah, yeah, you need uh, objectivity into your because like we are always filtering all, everything through our own eyes and our own like oh yeah, and somebody you don't know it's hard to know exactly how another person sees or feels it right until yeah. they until they speak up and be like yo, or or that's kind of junk right there. Yeah, yeah or I you could know. just like oh sorry, can I just drop something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Also, weed is sick for that. Weed? Yeah. Yeah. That gives you another, like, that extra different perspective for a second. So let's, let's, let's back up and we'll come back to that. Too. So, uh, so coffee in the morning, you both the coffee drinkers? Yeah. Yeah. What's your coffee game like? What, how, how do you make coffee? And like, tell me. Um, sometimes I'll make like a pour over or, um. Or I just got this thing called the the Nespresso. Oh yeah. Yeah. It has those like little pods. Yeah. 
and then I use like this uh, this creamer that like um, it has protein in it, so so I don't really like get a crash from right. That. It's kind of a, a bullet, bulletproof style yeah, thing where you have high fats and uh -huh. low carbs. Yeah, I and love no, no sugar. Yeah, yeah, no sugar. Nice. You, what's your stuff? Uh, I'm a big fan of pour overs, lattes. But I'm too lazy to like make them myself. So, do you have Just a favorite like kind of coffee, coffee pots? Mm -hmm. Like, do you buy a certain kind of coffee all the time, or do you kind of just jump around and get different kinds of? I have like a few like coffee shops that I really like, and I get coffee from them. Uh, so okay, we got the coffee thing, the weed thing. Yeah. What's what? How do you consume? Oh. And is like what you have a professional like a preferred style. Eric, Eric doesn't smoke. Um, oh, it's okay. We still <laughs> like you. We're still friends. But, uh, yeah, I, right now, like, for the past year or two, I've mostly, I've mostly been using weed as a creative tool. Mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, I grew up, like, smoking a lot of weed. Like, started smoking real young. Mm. Because, um, I don't know, I had a moment with it where music just, I just heard it on another level, you know, mm -hmm. just as a little kid. And I was like, well, this is like the perfect mix, weed and music. Totally. So yeah, ever since then, I've just always like used it for music stuff. And right now, I, I don't know, I don't smoke that often now, but when I do, it's like, because I want that, I don't know, it's, it's a real good tool to like edit things after you've written them. Mm. Yeah, I, and I never really see you smoke anymore. Yeah. You just use it as like a... Yeah, like a, I love like writing something, like having a long ass writing session, like for six hours or whatever. And then taking a break and then smoking weed and listening back. And then I hear so many different ways to make it cooler, you know, uh -huh. that I would never have thought of otherwise. So it's so like a, a tool for review. Yeah, and, and then helps you go. Oh, I'm gonna. I figured that that's the best way to work with it for now. Okay, not necessarily in the writing process while you're working, but later on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've done that too, like. Sure. But right now, this is. I feel like this is like the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, there's a point of diminishing returns too. Yeah. You smoke, definitely. You smoke too much, I've and then just like. Smoke all your inspiration right out of yeah. your body. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> then like being sober is the different perspective. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, I I, I smoke so much, and I, I just need to like, I need to get super sober, and I would feel <laughs> great right now. Yeah, and then you have like all kinds of creative highs while you're sober. It's a, it, I want you. We gotta wonder if it's just really just about getting a, a, a quote-unquote head change and like just just a perspective change really it's like mm -hmm. if you get if you're too locked into something like and you just decide yeah. i'm gonna go for a walk yeah that could yeah. do it too. clear my head right Any, anything like that and then you come back and you're like oh man i've walked in the room and i saw that same thing totally differently mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah that's i i find it that way too i find for uh, i'm i'm pretty good at smoking inspiration out of the situation i have i've had to lean back myself you know otherwise it's like it's yeah it can affect the life straight um, up but uh at the same but at the same time as it kind of helps things fall away a little bit like and i can just be stay focused on that in mm -hmm. a different way which i find is neat really That's nice good. yeah 
Um, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing some of your your secrets to success. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, do you have any underdogs uh, that you Dude. that you're stoked on right now? Like that yes. looks like some bands you could shout out. Definitely and. It's sick because you'll be able to watch him. It's this dude, Goyama. Okay. He's opening our show tonight. Uh, he plays guitar and makes beats. Okay. And he's just super cool, dude. Like, I, his beats are kind of in, like, the SoundCloud trap world. Mm-hmm. Like, lo-fi. But then he, he'll, he like, sh- improv and shred over them. It's a one-man show? Yeah. Cool. Super sick. That's always fun, seeing somebody to, that can work that out. Yeah, he's yeah. from the Bay, too. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm stoked to see him. So, yeah, I'm like surprised that he doesn't have uh, a bigger following. Mm. He's super sick. So I'm stoked to put him on our shows and sh- like have our fans check him out. Go Yama. Yep. Okay, that's G O space Yama Y A M A. Go Yama. Yep. Okay. Cool. What about you, Eric? Um. Yeah, an- another band that's. Uh, really sick is a uh, Tennyson Tennyson I, yeah I feel like maybe they should have a way bigger following have you heard of them no how, how do you spell Tennyson uh, T-E-N-N-Y-S-O-N oh okay Tennyson. super sick yeah they're like the future of music yeah I think. yeah yeah it's yeah. like it, a fusion of so many different like yeah I feel like music. they they kind of came out of the SoundCloud beat world mm-hmm but they've innovated so much more yeah, than right. that. Like, like improv, it's like jazz, yeah. jazz shit mixed with SoundCloud shit, mixed with all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Dang. Yeah. And it's guitar based too. No, no. Um, it's, it's like synth. electronic music. Electronic. But but the dude oh. like also plays keyboard. Sick. I'll probably love it then. I'm dude, super into sick. like. You, you would love it. Okay. There's like there's acoustic drums too. Huh? Oh yeah, his uh. So yeah. it's a. It's one dude who makes all the music, but then live, he has his sister play drums to the songs. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, too. Super sick. Uh, anything else that you're, like, super stoked that you're listening to right now? Like, just, like, new new records at all? Or... Um, honestly, I, I haven't been, like... I'm stoked on the new Toro Imoa album. That's okay. gonna be sick. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I think I've heard of him, but I'm, tell he's, me. He's from the Bay. He he's like a, he makes all kinds of music, electronic, and then he does like, kind of like indie psych rock type, full band stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just a cool artist, in general. He's like not anywhere near our realm, like shred guitar, instrumental shit. Like it's yeah, no, it's good. Far to, from that. It's good to be listening to things that aren't yeah. in the realm, right? You know, it helps get inspired in different ways. I think. Yeah. In fact, I had it. One of the most memorable moments when I was going through some uh, music schooling up in Seattle was this jazz improv teacher, uh, Steve Kim. He was like, he's like, so you want to be a good metal player? Well, I was like, yeah, I'm trying. And I was like, well, you know, I got a band and whatever, you know. And it's like, it's like, okay, well, look, man. He's like, if you want, if you want some advice, because yeah, uh, he's like, he's always trying to break people out of their, their comfort zone, you know. He's like, he's like, you want to be a good metal player? It's like don't listen to hardly any metal because then you won't mimic that same thing and go listen to all the other genres find the way that other genres are doing the same type of rhythms and the same types of things and find you know and and pull that those things in 
and get inspired from outside the genre so you can breathe life into the genre that you kind of feel at home in yeah and uh and, and so if you know if, if i want to be a great jazz musician i should listen to maybe a little less jazz you know like like still you know you keep you keep it's part of your repertoire it's part of your thing but listen to outside super true yeah Maybe I listen to a little bit too much hip hop and trap at this point, though. <laughs> I mean, that's like the sickest <laughs> shit right now. It is. It There's is. There's a lot of innovation going on there. Yeah, it's a lot of interesting ways people are. Uh, you know, that's why you got to check out Tennyson, dude. Okay, to Tennyson. They're like taking that to another level. Sick. The whole electronic thing. All right. Yeah. That's going on the list right away. Heck yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time, man. Uh, this has been Players Pick Podcast Episode 10 with my boys from Chan, Eric, and Mario. Thanks for hanging in. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. This is sick. Awesome. Players Pick Podcast Picks and Perspective with Chris Johnson. Cool table.